If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Yeah, this is what's going to be the good picture. Like we need this <laughs> to, to make those beautiful images. But yeah, they don't see that until after the fact. So yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of communication. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels, from brand new to burnt out who want to grow in business. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. Since starting Jennings Photo in 2010, growing a photo business has brought me so many opportunities. It's changed my life for the better, and I want that for you too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Looking for a professional website for your photography business? Then check out Pro Photo. They offer tons of beautiful designs to choose from and a builder that gives you full control to customize however you'd like so you won't get stuck with a cookie cutter site or have to pay a fortune for a custom one. With top-of-the-line dedicated web hosting and amazing support, let Pro Photo partner with you to make your website a great one. Right now, for listeners of the Photo Business Help podcast, Pro Photo is offering a special introductory rate of only $25 per month for the first 18 months when you sign up using the coupon code PHOTOBIZHELP. So that's $25 per month, almost half off, for the first 18 months that you try this out. This is hosting with the beautiful templates. The code is PHOTOBIZHELP, B-I-Z, when you check out. So whether you've never had a website before or you're looking to make a switch, using Profoto will give you a site you can be proud of and the support you can trust. And I can speak to this. I use Profoto for my theme. I have for about eight years now. I'm now hosting with them. Their customer support is unparalleled. They're an amazing company to work with. Once again, $25 per month for the first 18 months with a special listener code, PHOTOBIZHELP. You're tuned in to the Photo Business Help podcast. I am Natalie Jennings. Today, I am talking with Kate Simpson, who is a relatively new photographer, and we're going to sort of dig into her journey and some of the challenges of starting a new photo business. This in, this is with the intention of connecting with those of you that are listening that are at the earlier part of your journey. So hopefully you hear something in this interview that is helpful and inspiring. Kate, welcome to the Photo Business Help Podcast. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, of course. Feels surreal. I was telling you just before, but you were one of the first photo business podcasts. I know there's like a, it's kind of like a golden age of education information out there for photographers, but um, you were one of the first ones I stumbled across. So it feels kind of surreal to be here talking to you right now. 
That's so cool. And to to go back in the story even further, I started taking photos for you a long time ago. Yes. Yeah. We go way back to <laughs> 2014 when you took my um, son's, my first pregnancy maternity photos. Wow. Was that 2014? Holy cow. 2014. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, this is so fun. So before we dig in, let folks know a little bit about what style photography you're doing and, and just a little bit about your photo biz. Yeah. So I do maternity, newborn, and family lifestyle photography based out of Minneapolis, um, here where you are as well. I try to get a little bit of the documentary shots in with everyone. I'm always trying to kind of take a step back and look around the room and see what else is going on that I can capture, but yet still also getting people in that nice light and kind of setting them up to capture moments that I don't want to say might not have otherwise happened, but maybe might not have otherwise happened with me there. Sure, of course. Yeah, kind of my my brand statement is that I capture the story of your families right now. So whatever's going on doesn't have to be perfect. I know like as moms, we always feel like we need to lose that last 10 pounds before we set up pictures. But my goal is to just kind of show people that their family um, is beautiful and perfect just as they are. And we can capture those moments now. I love that. And I think that's a, a very good point to make. I've, I've run across that a few times in the in the 10 plus years I've been doing this, the, you know, I'd like to lose a few pounds before we do this. And, and a lot of times those folks don't follow back up. And, you know, I don't know what ends up happening. But I think that mm-hmm. emphasizing, you know, life is life and a big part, as you know, of my approach is to not style things too much. Or, you know, it's just folks might be a little worried, like, oh, our house isn't you know, clean or whatever. And I just, I really want to emphasize in my own stuff, like just do it, you know, just get those photos and, and don't worry too much about that stuff. Unless of course you want a very styled formal portrait, then find a photographer that's studio based and do that. But understanding the difference I think is, is really super important. And another thing that you said that I'm so excited about, cause you're relatively new to this. How, how new actually? So like brand spanking new. I mean, I okay. just, I started building my portfolio, probably started doing those shots like back in February. And I did a pretty extensive portfolio build. Um, my goal was to do like 10 different sessions in each one of the three categories that I'm in. And I've got three kids and I've been a stay-at-home mom for the last seven years. So it was a slow process to get through that, which I had some people tell me I really needed to speed it up and maybe do mini sessions and things like that. But I'm actually kind of glad I did it that way, even though it took so long, because it gave me the opportunity to really see like where my sticking points were, how long it was taking me to edit a full session, um, you know, what other people's hangups were. So anyway, long story short, I finally wrapped all that up and got my website built and launched like a month ago. Well, it's it's a beautiful website. And um, the portfolio that you've put together is beautiful. And I wanted to bring that up because and you've already mentioned it. I mean, for a relatively new photographer, you you have nailed it in terms of your niche and your your brand messaging. You know, you have you even you're like, this is my tagline, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, perhaps you've like been like studying, like you said, you listen to the podcast and you've been doing stuff, but you're very, very prepared compared to a lot of folks that I see. And I really wanted to highlight that because I think that what you show, like you say you launched, but it has more of an authority that you kind of know who your ideal client is, you know what you're shooting, you have kind of like a a tagline, you have a decent portfolio size for someone that's just, I mean, it's big for someone that's just starting out. And I think that all of these things mm-hmm. can really help eliminate some of the like 
early years, like hustle and grind in terms of like, in other words, I'm confident that you're going to build your audience a lot faster that way. Okay, good. That's great to hear. Yeah. It's kind of a weird spot right now. I mean, it was super busy getting all these sessions out of the way and building the website. And now it's like, okay, <laughs> when's somebody going to contact me, right? Which I kind of anticipated. And I know I need to hit marketing. And that's one of my big challenges right now is kind of figuring out what to do and um, how to get those people in. But yeah, it's a weird spot right now where I'm just kind of sitting and waiting for people to actually know about me <laughs> for yeah. me to make them know about me, I guess I should say. Yeah. And there is the flip side to that coin. So you do a lot of preparation and you have a lot of pieces in place, but there is that patience and that sort of like, oh, this is this is going to take a little while to sort of start attracting people. And for those of you listening who know me well, you know what I'm going to say, but definitely come up with a regular blogging schedule because that's going to help you a lot. Okay. In the long term. Most of my with clients- SEO specifically, is that what you're saying? Yeah. And people are still on Google and- uh Big time. I mean, so I've been tracking my clients for seven or eight years, and I and about eight out of ten folks find me on Google. Wow, which is okay, a lot. And the other two are pretty much referrals. And occasionally, I get somebody that finds me on social media. But it's just yeah. the, the world shifted a lot. Like Facebook used to be like where everybody would find out about everything, and it's just uh, not as common anymore. You know the traffic. Mm-hmm. So I can't recommend blogging, you know, that organic search traffic, someone sitting down and being like, Minneapolis, maternity, you know, whatever is, is going to be hugely, hugely helpful for you. Okay. And then the long game too. I think that's the other thing. Like I know the blogging and so many of those SEO efforts are not overnight. It's just setting the building blocks for the long game, which is kind of a mental exercise, but important for sure. Yeah, I think I, I think that when folks are investing a, a larger chunk of change into something, you know, even if they found you on TikTok or whatever, you know, like all of the spaces that keep changing where folks are hanging out or whatever, like, I mean, they're still going to want to go, I believe, check out your portfolio and see your website mm-hmm. and see if you're legit. You know, if I'm going to spend $800 to hire someone for something, I'm going to just check, you know, that. Right. And I, I still think folks, at least I do, use Google. You know, it might sound silly, but I'm pretty sure that's, you know, other than hashtag searching for stuff, I think people are still still using the internet. So yeah, for sure. I do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So let's chat a little bit about what inspired you to do this. What was the inspiration behind like, I'm going to do this? Yeah. So, I mean, I've always had a little bit of an interest in photography. Like way back, I was one of the girls that always had a camera in high school. Like I guess so many of us were, you know, was like drawn to the the photography section anytime I was in a bookstore as a slightly older kid. But then I just never did anything with it. I never took a photography class, never got a real camera. And then fast forward to 2014, like we mentioned when I had my first kid and it was like, oh, I really need to figure this out and start actually taking some decent pictures of my kid. So I asked for a camera for my birthday or Christmas, I forget what it was, and got like a little point and shoot type deal, which again, I still never actually took the time to use because life is crazy with kids. And then a couple years ago, I finally decided that I just wanted to dive in and do it. So I went down the rabbit hole of research that is figuring out like mirrorless DSLR, which one do you want to get? And I did that and was just shocked by the amount of education that's out there right now. Um, 
And I feel like maybe some of that is from COVID. I don't know. I'm interested to hear what your perspective is, but I guess some of it was there before. And then I know COVID year was just like, so many of you seasoned photographers are like, crap, what are we going to do right now? So I, I feel like some of it came out from that, which was beneficial to me and all the other um, new people trying to learn out there. But that's really what I spent the COVID year doing is just taking 50 million online classes and practicing on my kids. And then I had a neighbor that asked me to take some maternity and newborn pictures for her. And then it was like, oh, I mean, I had always kind of had it at the back of my mind, but you're like scared to admit to people that you're even thinking down that path, right? Like, it's just like, oh, no, I'm doing this because I want to document my own family. But it it was always there. And that kind of gave me the excuse to actually start putting the stepping stones in place. I'm just inspired by like the emotion and the connection between people. I mean, my, my goal with what I'm trying to give people is not really photographs. I mean, it is right. Like that's always what we're delivering in the end to a client, but I want to make them feel something when they get their images, like to remind them of the love and the connection that their family has and what their purpose as parents are. Because I think in like the day-to-day grind of life, like you just forget about that. And when you look back at a day, it's like you just remember how crazy your kids were and everybody was mad at each other and it was hot on this hiking trip, whatever. But then you get that one picture and like it's this beautiful moment of everybody interacting and that's what you remember. Yeah. That's so right. that's that's my hope of what I want to provide people. So capturing that's those lovely. moments. The way we communicate with our clients and educate them about what to expect in the shoot is always evolving. But I think expressing that to to folks and saying like, this is the approach and because I've certainly noticed it and I'm sure you have too on both sides of the camera that like parents are often way more frazzled and I'm usually like, it's fine, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's like the the panic is like, oh God, and there's uh and someone's crying and uh and I'm like, don't don't worry. Cause that's Yeah, this is what's gonna be the good yeah. picture. Like we need this to, yeah, to yeah. make those beautiful images. But yeah, they don't see that until after the fact. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of communication. Yeah. Well, and good for you for, you know, just putting yourself out there that you it is a vulnerable thing to be like, I'm doing this thing now. So if you're a photographer in the industry, you can see both sides of the coin of like, welcome, welcome to the community, like, awesome job. I like to be on that side of the coin. But there's also a lot of scrutiny and like, oh, everyone's a photographer. And you know, and I think, Mm -hmm. I think that folks that are listening to this, or, you know, thinking, you know, they're six months to a year behind you where they're like, yeah, I want to learn how to use a camera. I want to, okay, I'm going to do this. Like, I hope it gives them the confidence to, to do it. Yeah. And I think you just have to find the right places to hang out. Like there's so many good Facebook groups, for example, but you're going to quickly see the ones that like are just people trying to tear each other down versus the many, many other ones. I feel like I found more that are supportive with people. Like the photo business help community. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. A little shout out there. (laughs) Have to plug my own stuff. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yes. But you're right about uh, also a lot of, I think there has been a lot of education that's come out of COVID. And it'll be interesting to see how that evolves with different photographers, because having been 
educating photographers since about 2014. And then I started this podcast over two years ago. So before COVID, and I, you know, I've been coaching folks well before that, but it takes a lot of energy, you know, to do it. So I think COVID was sort of like the space for people to try a lot of stuff and come out of COVID like, woo. And so it'll be interesting to see kind of how this evolves because it is changing. It's changing like the online coaching world for a lot of subjects, not just photography. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and see who sticks with it, I guess. It's a good point. Yeah. Well, let's wrap this and we're going to pick things up on the next episode. I just want you to quickly remind people where they can find you online. Yeah, so I'm at www.katesimpsonphoto.com for my website. Instagram is kate underscore simpson underscore photography. Um, And then I have Facebook as well, but I feel like I've been channeling most of it through Instagram and the website. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Cool. So check out Kate's beautiful work and join us for part two of this interview on Thursday. If you're feeling stuck growing your photography business, I put together a list of eight things that since 2010 have consistently helped Jennings Photo to grow. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things, the number eight, the word things, and grab this freebie. It's called Eight Things to Grow. It'll help you get your head sorted and give you a little bit more clarity. You know, I'm a huge fan of clarity around what you need to have in your business. So head over to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. I hope you have a beautiful day. Remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key. 